Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for notes on your notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Excitement. It is. You know, it feels good to be in this in this soundstage studio here in West Hollywood, California. Josh has this odd little studio now that we record in. It's it's fun. It's um it's very it's very West Hollywood. You know, there's there's uh you know, for a long time, I wanted to I wanted to live in a studio, just so I could say, you know, when I was going out on a date or talking to people or whatever, I go, "Ooh, I'd love to do that," but I got to get back to my studio. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? You know, it's really fun. You know, it's really fun. I, I don't want to say that I'm sensitive, but but you know, I, I went, I went, I spent the weekend last weekend in in Phoenix, mm. and I'm still getting over my jet lag. <laughs> oh. <laughs> These are the jokes. Whoa, Josh. Are yeah. you going to be doing some uh, jokey <laughs> opening bits on October 20th for our second, second anniversary party? I was I was actually just trying out that material because, yeah, I'm thinking about doing, you know, some really strong material. Strong. Or I'll either do strong material or I'll do something like that. You know, it's... it's you know, yeah. Yeah, either one. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, Adam, we have our second year anniversary 100th episode event coming up. Can't wait. DM Josh on Instagram or Facebook to get uh, information about it. There'll be people telling stories on stage. There'll be excellent group of community that you can connect with and meet new people. You can hang out with Josh and I. That's the boring part. Uh, and you Q and A, Q and A, Q and A with Josh and I. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you should definitely come. Also, don't forget. Two days after that, myself and three other very talented storytellers are doing a show, a night of performance. This will be a bit different. This will be actually longer form work. That'll be on a Tuesday uh, on at the Fanatic Salon. Uh, information in the show notes mm-hmm. for that, where you can get tickets to that. And uh, Joshua's teaching. Yeah, I'm teaching on Monday and Thursday nights. Mondays in the Culver City area, West LA, uh, near the 405 in Venice. And uh, I'm also doing a few more classes in downtown LA on Thursday nights. So DM I am me for all those details. Nice. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's just an opportunity to deepen your creative process and learn techniques of working you're really not going to learn anywhere else. Yeah. Except with Joshua. Yeah, they're, they're, they so. are unique, it's for sure. And, and, and far-reaching in terms of the, in, the impact it can make in your life, personal life, and also your creative life and your day-to-day life. Mm. And you know what it really is about in, in, in one sense, Adam? It, in one sense, it's really about using every opportunity to grow, develop, mm, develop your sense and sensibilities as an artist in all of life. So like, you, you know, like when you go see like a feature or maybe you're watching something online and you're and and for some reason you can't turn it off and you have to be in the room or you have to keep watching it because someone else is watching it or whatever those are golden moments instead of checking out and going through your to-do list or not being present is to really get involved in in 
in something that you're not innately drawn to, but go, what's working here? And then what's not working here? And what's making it so that I'm not engaged in this narrative? And, um, and really use it as, a, as an investigation tool for your own process. Josh put that extremely diplomatically. <laughs> because the way this came up was, what happens when you get bored with a movie and you check out? And we were talking about that because <laughs> Adam, I love how you just like slam dunk. That's like, great. Just like, yeah, I'm bored. Because I was thinking about this recently. I've told the story a lot, but the you know the very famous narrative podcast is American Life. I know in their edit sessions they have just like a symbolic system where they listen to a cut and they basically I think have a sim. They have, I'm, I'm butchering this, but they have some sort of symbol system which is. I'm interested and engaged right now. I'm bored or like I'm checked out basically. So, so how, how many people do this in this, in these editing sessions? I, for this? I don't know how many people are in the room, but like at 10? least three, three, three to more. So much they're more producers and who else is yeah, doing the staff work? producers the staff. and their editors. Okay. And like, um, the reason I ask this is cause it's like, and if you think about the note taking process on a story, I mean, giving someone feedback mm-hmm. there's underneath going on that, there's just this core question of like, are you engaged right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh's point, which I think is interesting, which we talked about is like, when you show up to a movie and you are not engaged, I sometimes wonder like, why am I not engaged right now? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why don't I care um, what's going on? Yes. And why don't I care about this character? Uh, and I think you're suggesting that those are valid things to look at. Absolutely. It's, it's use those opportunities. Someone just spent, you know, five million, ten million dollars doing a, a feature film. And it's a great opportunity to learn from that. Yeah. I mean, I think it also informs what your sensibility is to some extent. Yes. Like, you know, I'm always amazed when things that I find not engaging other people love. Um, yeah, but mm-hmm. I guess there are different yeah. kinds of people in the world who are not exactly like me, which is weird. What? What? Weird. Yeah, that has to do with development, sense and sensibilities, and also the development of your own taste uh, as an artist, which you know, which which one needs to develop. So walk me through it, Josh. Like you show up, you go to a movie, and immediately you're pretty quick. You know, like within the first five minutes. Well, what, here's okay. So the first thing I want to throw out, which is, and this is for everyone, uh, is being aware of the genre. Because the genre also has a certain built-in expectation in relationship to what ride, I'm using the analogy of a ride, of what ride I'm going to go on. Mm. And so I'm not going on a roller coaster ride and comparing it that to the merry-go-round. It does both rides a disservice. Right. So if you go to an action movie, you're not like annoyed that there aren't like slow character scenes <laughs> in which we explore the depth, <laughs> the depth of the humanness of the person in front of me. Right. So like if that's, if that's all you can do, if, then only go see those movies because yeah. you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Right. Right. However, um, if you're willing to step into genre, like I basically only watched. No, that's not true. But I liked action movies a great deal as a, mm-hmm. as a young child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say I go to them now, mm-hmm. but uh it still didn't mean that some were engaging and some weren't. And you have to ask yourself, according to uh, the tropes and the rules of these genre, why, why even in this? Yes. Am I not engaged right now? Yes. Yes. So, so I think that, that all you just said is super valid and so true. So 
once you have a certain level of um, expectation isn't probably the best word, but what world you're about to drop into. So then I, I, I know that, you know, if I'm going to go see an action, like you just said, an action film, then I'm not going to look, I'm not going to look at the script or, or the character development in the same way as I would for whatever. Yeah. So, um, and then, and then actively look for the suspension of disbelief and actively look for, for how can I get involved? How can I jump into the, the deep end of this pool? of whatever it is yeah and go for the ride and honestly and sincerely as opposed to like pushing it away or like being judgmental because that's that's not that doesn't serve as you as an artist and then if if you're in that and and you're not able to engage you're not able to go for the ride and you're going to check out anyhow right then use that as an opportunity to go okay what's working here okay, these are amazing visuals, so why am I not, what's happening here? Oh, it's really stilted dialogue. That's really weird. Or, or um, I'm trying to think of like another... Or another tracking. Book. The character is doing things yeah. that are inconsistent with what I believe the character wants internally. Yes. Right? That's one thing. Um, or the music. The music is off. The music is off. It's it's, setting which a, is it's, usually, it's creating a tone that is not resonating with me. Uh, I saw a movie recently where suddenly a small part of the plot became a huge part of the plot around mm. minute 70. And mm-hmm. it's like, what are we doing now? Mm-hmm. We've deviated from the journey of this character. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget. I went I went and saw There Will Be Blood at, um, this is like many years ago, Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was a screening where the, the director was there and I think... I think the screenwriter and maybe one other person. Um, so afterwards, they were talking about it. But in the in, while I was watching the film, I was like, "Wow, this mu- this this music, this soundtrack is really harsh." Yeah, it, it, it had it, a very harsh score. Yeah, it was like dissonant. And and here was the fact: it was dissonant. It was it actually took me out for me personally. That's my taste. Um, and they actually talked about it in the Q and A afterwards, where they said, "Yeah, we were really excited to have this this composer come on board because he creates this really distant music, yeah. and we wanted this as another character in, in the in the narrative." And I'm like, "Well, you succeeded, yeah. but it it didn't help me as 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 an audience." Right, right, and you know that's part of that is, you know, personal sensibility, and I feel that often actually in some movies now where they're trying to do a lot with sound and score mm-hmm. i felt that way during interstellar the mm. christopher nolan movie they were mm-hmm. t- trying to mess around with sound so much that it took me out of the movie a little bit yeah and uh and then but then other people are like oh my god this is giving me... it's hard to know because sometimes it's a critical thing like oh he's pushing boundaries but that doesn't mean it's helping the story right but sometimes it's genuinely like, no, this created this feeling internally for me that was really cool. Like sometimes I, I watch films and I swear there are certain actors that are uh, that are in one film and then there's a one or two other outlier actors that are in a whole nother film <laughs> because they're doing a whole different style of acting and it doesn't match and it creates like a dissonance as well. So there's a lot of, a lot, you know, uh, what's that? Um, uh, uh, what's that guy? Mm. Django, Django, oh Django Unchained, yeah, the, Chris, the Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah, yeah, the, the Django, yeah, um, Jamie Fox, 
they used like soundtrack music from like it was so far afield from what was even possible if you're looking at like whatever whatever year that took place 1840 or whatever it was but he made it work so it's very interesting as an artist to look at this work and say okay he took a risk and it worked and in lesser hands it may not have worked and it, it is a risk but it took me deeper and in, in, in more enjoyment where sometimes we work with tools and techniques that can actually be counter uh, for me, at least, were counterintuitive in terms of like it takes me out. Like they consciously wanted a dissonant soundtrack for "There Will Be Blood." That was that was their choice. Yeah, and I think I think I want to make a distinguishing point here, which is that I don't think it's good to look at this the way like a film critic would look at this. Oh yeah, I'm not doing like that. not come into with it like a sense of like I'm going to now that I'm disengaged, right? I'm going to now be critical of it. It's rather more to pay attention, like, oh, what were the choices that they made here? Um, and what choices might I have done? It's hard to do that because, you know, it's such making a TV show or a film is so complex. But use it as an opportunity to think about what's the kind of stuff I would want to do. Mm-hmm. And that applies to whether you're looking at an oil painting in a museum and you're looking at the perspective of the painting, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. It applies to listening to an album. And if you're you know, a musician and a songwriter, like what did they do here that interests me? What did I do that not they do that not doesn't interest me? I think that's, that's true. Because I'll be honest, a lot of times once I'm disengaged, like I'm gone mm-hmm. and I'm not doing what we're talking about. I'm like thinking about what I'm going to be eating afterwards <laughs> yeah, and, and where that, I should go for dinner. Yeah. And th- I mean, that's human. That's going to be there too, to some degree, but, but don't let that 90 minutes go away. You know, you really, really take that opportunity to, to, to use it, to develop your, your sense and sensibilities, like be aware if you're already disengaged, be aware of how the camera enters the room. Be aware of, of the point of view, the POV, of, of how you're getting that coverage. And does that create a feeling of um, intimacy or does that create a, a feeling of separation for you, the viewer? And start looking and expanding your tools and techniques because you'll be using them. and Let other people train you with $10 million projects, right? Um, uh, and, and so we can all continue to grow and, and upward spiral. Wow. Josh used the word upward spiral. Yeah. But because that's what it's about, man. <laughs> well, that usually means the show's over. <laughs> so. Does that create disengagement for you there, Adam? <laughs> Was there anything else that you wanted to include in terms of the... Um, uh, the, you know, ways that we can use those 90 minutes instead of just checking out? Well, I think I, I, the only other thing I say, I think there's an in-between state, which I exist in sometimes where I know I'm like not totally going along for the ride, but I'm trying to care a little bit or not even try. I care like a little bit mm-hmm. or there are aspects I'm enjoying, you know, like I've seen movies where I'm like, Oh, I'm really enjoying the music right now. Yeah. And, yeah. but I couldn't care less about this character. You know, like there's some stuff that's working and some stuff that's not working. And but it's not really in a critical sense. It's more in like a sense of like, okay, this is what I can kind of get into and this is what I can't. Yeah. For me, I can get impatient and I think it's gotten harder now because we have so much distraction Mm -hmm. and we have phones and laptops that like it actually our patience is smaller. And I think 
when we aren't engaged with something, mm-hmm. we're out and we're off wanting to be distracted. I mean, I'm still shocked at like people who pull out their phones in movie theaters. It happens. And, mm-hmm. But I guess I can only assume that like something else is more interesting to them than that movie. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's this line between, I think, being present and being fully immersed. And I think what Josh is saying is like, this is a way, even when you're not engaged, to be fully present Yeah, is another thing. Because usually, it's so easy now, as soon as something doesn't grab us, to be like, well, I'm, I'm off. Yeah. And you can do this on short projects, too. You can go to Vimeo and you can go, you know, yeah. everywhere and, and just... Like the you know you know what I find really engaging in terms of for me personally are the short animations. Mm. I find them really fascinating. Yeah. Because I can't fault the the acting, and a lot of them are are um, are without uh, words. Yeah. I said that in a very weird way. They're without words. Yeah. There's no dialogue. There's no dialogue. And so it's all physical action, which you know, which action adventure films are are based on. Right. Um, and uh, and and yet they create humor. They create intimacy. They create heartfelt moments. And 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 how are they doing that? Yeah, that's actually a great. Those are great teaching tools in terms of the visual world, mm-hmm. and also just you facial expression and emotion seeing it go back and forth you can learn a lot from animation because yeah. that a lot of times what happens in animation is like that the inner life is really externalized yeah you know exactly how they characters yeah. the cartoons all feel oh i'm sad oh i'm happy <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. you kind of just see the play of emotion you know it's kind of, i went to see um mary poppins revisited or oh. redo or whatever it Hot was <laughs> Yeah, I had a hot date with my eight-year-old nephew. Hi, hi, Raku. Hi, Eric (laughs) Raku. I had the best time with you. But um, but uh, you know, half of the film was spent watching Raku and how excited he was. But um, what I felt about Mary Poppins was that it was it was like this wonderful music video that had these little scenes in between. (laughs) Yeah, you're like a good, you're a good movie dad. (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) Because. If I had to go see like a bunch of terrible um, animated movies for six-year-olds mm-hmm. that I didn't want to see, mm-hmm. I would be like wanting to look at my phone. Oh. But you're you're studying. Josh is in classes in session. Yeah, I'm in session, and then I also get to enjoy Raku. Enjoy but Raku. but yeah, but I mean you know really put it put it in a frame like Mary Poppins in terms of of that one. It was it's not a good narrative from my perspective, and. Um, it was all about the dance sequences and the songs and everything else. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. Were any of the kids dancing in their seats? Uh, I didn't see any when mm. I was there, but you know. They should let those kids dance. Yeah, they should. Let them, <laughs> let them dance. Let them eat cake and <laughs> dance. Story shmori. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, you know, because for them, you know, for eight-year-olds, it's about, you know, the visuals and, you know, they're, you know, they're going on their own ride, you know, shapes and colors and. Kids, you describe Music. it like being on acid. That's what it is to be a seven-year-old. <laughs> Shapes and colors she, in another world. Because they don't, there's no reference point. You know, they're not. Yeah. yeah anyway. So. All right. Uh, Facebook and Instagram like us. Also DM Josh. He likes to. Yeah. T- he likes to chat with our listeners and uh, also give them locations for uh, various things like our second anniversary party on the twentieth. We would love to see you there. Don't forget the twenty-second. 
I will be performing alongside some three other extremely talented performers. And uh, don't worry, you can drop into Josh's classes. He allows individual drop-ins for yes. nights. Mm-hmm. If you want to come, just get a flavor of it. Highly recommend it. Monday's on the west side, Thursday's downtown. And it's only for the month of October and then November, December, no more classes. And then I'll be picking up again till in early spring. So this is... This is your chance. This is a, you know, let's, let's plant some seeds so that, you know, we can start growing. Yeah. Ride or die. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave a, a review for us on Apple Podcasts. It's a wonderful way of saying thank you to us for um, putting the show together and uh, email us notes your notes of gmail with uh, show ideas we always are open to suggestions the music on today's show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and the editing and sound design is courtesy of me we'll talk to you next week